Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Praise the Lord. As always, it's an honor and privilege to be able to share on this, um, uh, to have this opportunity to share our girlfriends pray. And I'm grateful and thankful for this opportunity. I do want to um, help everyone and, and try to pray and, and lift the spirits of everyone to share a word that I believe will be a blessing with you. It's coming out of Luke the 8th chapter, verses 22 through 24. Luke 8, 22 through 24. The Bible says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. They came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he arose, rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. With everything that's taking place in the midst of our nation, I want to encourage you. I want to let you know that you can weather this storm. You can weather this storm. No doubt you've heard that term before, to weather the storm, and it's actually an idiom that means to endure or to brave a very difficult time, to endure, to brave a very difficult time. Everybody knows that we are living in a very, very difficult time, that so many people have been both infected and affected by what's going on Uh, not only in our cities, but in our nation and in this world. So many people infected and affected by what's taking place. What's amazing to me is that Sunday they said 100,000 people across the uh, nation had been infected. By Wednesday, that number had doubled to over 200,000 people. By today, I don't know what the number is today, but this is a very difficult time facing very difficult challenges and so many people that's been infected and affected. But I want to let you know that no matter how difficult the time may be, I need you to be not discouraged but encouraged because God lets us know that we can weather this storm. In this particular text, Jesus is with his disciples. The text says they set sail uh, on a journey on the other side of the lake. This was just a five-mile journey from one side to the other side. But the Bible says in the midst of this simple, routine, ordinary journey that they ran into a storm. Verse says, verse 24, verse 23, that Jesus fell asleep. The storm came. They were in jeopardy. 
they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Understand that they needed help in weathering the storm, and so they turned to Jesus. They cried out for help. When they turned to Jesus and cried out for help, there were three things, three major things that manifested in the text that I believe if we do the same thing, that we can, uh, these things can manifest in the midst of the storm we're facing now. That the first thing was his presence. That they realized that in the midst of this storm, they turned to him and they cried out for help because they realized they could not get through this without him. Now, that's so very important, so very important that they needed Jesus on their journey. And I hope you understand that. I hope that you begin to, to know that with this pandemic that we're facing, that we cannot get through this without him, that we need Jesus on our journey, that more than anything, we need his presence. This is what I love about the text, that when you look at it, Bible says that they started off with Jesus, that when they started off, one version says everything was smooth sailing. It was smooth sailing to the point that Jesus shows his humanity, and he, he falls asleep. He takes a nap. He falls asleep. They started out with Jesus, and everything was good, that they started out with him before the winds, before the waves, before the water, before the turbulence. They started off with Jesus. But this is what you've got to understand. The true test of authenticity is adversity. Say that again. That the true test of authenticity is adversity. That oftentimes we st- everybody starts off with Jesus. We start off with Jesus in our marriage, right, <laughs> doing our ceremonies. We start off with Jesus with our children. When they are born, we bring them and we hold them up uh, like Kunta did, and we bless them and get them dedicated. We start off with Jesus and everything that we desire to do. But the true test of authenticity is adversity. The question is, can you be faithful in the midst of a fiasco? Can you be devoted in the midst of devastation? Can you be committed in a time of calamity? Here it is, can we survive, can we endure, or can we outlast adverse situations? They started off with Jesus, but then they ran into a storm. And this is what I love about that particular situation, that not only did they start with Jesus, but when they ran into a storm, they stayed with Jesus. And, y'all, I'm talking to some people now that you started off with Jesus, but now this storm may have infected you, it may have affected you, and the, the reality is you've got to make up your mind to stay with him through this sickness, through this layoff, through this turmoil, through cutbacks, through downsizing, through people who, who have been infected with this disease and you see them suffering by themselves. So many questions you may have. You know, uh, so many things that are taking place that this is not the time to bail on God. This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is not the time to give up and to walk away. If you are going to survive this storm, it's going to take his presence. It's going to take the presence of God in the midst of your life. They turned to him. It was his presence. But the second thing, 
when they turned and they cried out to him, not only did they get his presence, they got his power. The Bible says that when they went to him, that Jesus, he woke up and he rebuked the wind and the waves, right? That, that, that he had the power and the ability to do what they could not do. And understand this, these were working professionals that no doubt as fishermen, about four of them were fishermen, that they knew how to drive ships. They knew how to navigate choppy waters. They had been in storms before. Watch this. Yet in this particular instance, they didn't have the cognitive ability, the emotional stability, the wisdom, or the wherewithal to navigate through this particular storm. But although they were skilled fishermen, the circumstances were simply above their ability. They needed a power more potent than what they possess. Y'all, understand this, that if we're going to get through this, not only do we need his presence, but we need his power. He rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. What they could not do, he was able to do. And we have to understand as a people, y'all, that where, where our limit stops, God, his limits are just start. That where our knowledge ceases, God's knowledge increases. Where our ability ends, God's ability, it begins. Where our power shuts off, but God's power, just, it, it's just now kicking off. That when we run out of natural, God has supernatural. When we don't have enough, God is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. And, and please understand this, that I salute our doctors. I salute our nurses. We should salute our health care workers. They are working hard, working around the clock, searching for answers away from their family on the front line, putting themselves in harm's way. And right now, y'all, they are the real MVPs. They are the heroes and the sheroes here in America and across the country. But understand, even with all of their hard work and all of their help and all of their efforts, we have to look to a source that's greater, to a power that's higher. we got to depend on someone that's bigger because when we don't have the answer, we have to understand that he is the answer. I, like most pastors and people, I've had more than a few people in my congregation has been both infected and affected. Yeah, one particular person, um, <laughs> her name is Miss Alice. Miss Alice, she called me Wednesday with a testimony. She had been in the hospital uh, for eight or nine days. She has underlining health issues, lupus, and some other things taking place. And she called me Wednesday and said, Pastor, um, I went. I came home last night. I said, Praise God, Miss Alice. I said, I'm so glad. I've been praying with her. I've been talking to her been talking to her family, uh, you know, just believe in God that he would uh, enable her and empower her to help her weather this storm. She said, Pastor, I came home last night, but I got to tell you, she said, the doctors was baffled. Everybody was baffled. They did not understand um, how I didn't have to be put on the, on the ventilator. They didn't understand how I was still living because based off my condition, based off my numbers, based off of the information and everything that was taking place, they said that really I should have been dead. I should have been dead. I should have been in a coma. 
I should have at the very minimum needed a ventilator. And she told him, do y'all know why I'm not dead or why I'm not in a coma or why I didn't have to go on the vent, although I had to spend eight days in the hospital? She said it was nothing but the power of my God. <laughs> I said, Miss Alice, come on, talk to him. Because the reality is, y'all, where they stop, God starts. That when they've done all they can do in the natural, we serve a God who operates in the supernatural. When they, when you watch, watch this, when, when their efforts are not enough, our God is more than enough. And if we're going to endure this storm, we've got to understand that we need his presence, we need his power, but we also need his peace. That when Jesus got up and took the stage, he rebuked the wind and the waves. And watches the Bible talks about how there was a calm and everything ceased and that there was a calm. When they gave their time and attention to the solution, more than the situation, they went from crisis to calm. They went from tribulation to tranquility. They found themselves going from panic to peace. And, and if you're anything like me, watch this. Yes, I watch CNN. Yes, I get the text alerts on my phone because I want to stay informed as a pastor, as a community leader, as a father, as an individual. I want to stay abreast of what's taking place, not only in my city, but also in this country. But this is what I found, y'all. If you want peace, don't allow the daily news that you've heard to overshadow the good news in God's word. <laughs> yes, you need to stay informed. You need to stay on top of it. You need to see what the CDC is talking about. You need to look at the latest developments. But in all your looking and all your leaning and gleaning and all your receiving this information, don't allow the daily news that you've heard to overshadow the good news in God's word. Well, let me say it like this. Don't allow the information to outweigh or overshadow the inspiration. Y'all, whatever you do, don't let that information overshadow uh, the inspiration that you need. Because in times like this, yeah, you got to listen to CNN, you got to get the information, but y'all, you also need to make sure you're putting some inspiration in your ear gate, some inspiration in your eye gate. This is the time to feed your faith. This is the time to turn to that gospel music that's going to empower you and strengthen you and be food to your soul. This is the time not just to, to listen to the news, but this is the time to listen to the good news, to listen to some sermons, to listen to some, some, some things that are going to inspire you, that are going to uh, help you and assist you uh, to navigate through this storm successfully. Not just when we're talking about peace, because the Bible says he'll keep you in perfect peace who find and stayed on him. Y'all understand the importance and the power of peace. The Bible also talks about in Isaiah, Isaiah 9 and 6, that Jesus is the prince of peace. That in times of chaos and confusion, in times of unrest and instability and tough and turbulent times filled with turmoil, Isaiah says Jesus is the prince of peace, that he's the head person, he is the chief, that he is the source of peace that we seek. Because in stressful times like this, y'all, watch this. This is why this is so important, and please hear my heart. 
times like this, more than anything, we want to seek peace. But the problem is oftentimes we look for peace in unprofitable places. And in an effort to escape the pain of the present, we turn to false sources of peace. I call it counterfeit peace. Come on, y'all know what counterfeit. Counterfeit means it ain't the real thing. You know when you go to a store and you pay with a 50 or a 100, they're trying to determine is this the real deal, Holyfield, or is this a counterfeit? Is this fake? Is this phony? What happens is in times like these, Jesus, he's the authentic, he's the real deal, Holyfield, that he is the Prince of Peace that we should seek and desire to give us calm in the midst of this storm. We got to be careful positioning ourselves in unprofitable places and going after what I call a counterfeit peace, right? You got to understand in times like these, I'm going to just be real practical and I'm going to put it where you can get it. In times like these, when it comes to peace, understand weed won't work, that cush can't cure it, Hennessy won't help it, liquor can't lift you out of it, and food can't fix it. Come on. I know that we are all shut into our homes. We have tendencies of, of seeking comfort, y'all. Food won't fix it. Come on. Liquor is not going to lift you out of it. What matter of fact, when we turn to these counterfeit places of peace, what happens is ultimately we compound our pain, we complex the problem, and we complicate our predicament. We have to know that Jesus is the source of our peace. Y'all, if we're going to endure this storm, it's going to take his presence, it's going to take his power, and it's going to take his peace. Please understand, I'm praying for everybody out there that's infected. I'm praying for everybody out there that's been affected by this situation. So many different circumstances and scenarios, so many different people. Uh, people have to quarantine. People are suffering in silence. People can't be at the hospital when people are going through. So many people are infected and affected. I'm praying for everybody in those predicaments, and I want to let you know that if we're going to weather this storm, it's going to take his presence, it's going to take his power, and it's going to take his peace. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day, for this opportunity. We love you, Father God. We honor you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We exalt you because you are God, and besides you there is none other. You sit high, you look low, you watch over the affairs of men. You are sovereign in all your ways. Father God, we praise you today. We lift your name on high, we exalt you, we extol you. We love you, Father God. Thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. And Father God, we love you right back. Father God, we love you and we thank you for being the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you for loving us consistently. Thank you for watching over us, Father God. Thank you for all that you've done for us. You've been so good to us, Father God. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. We are grateful. We are thankful for your love, for your guidance, for your protection. Father God, we just want to pause for the calls and just to shower you with praise on today. Lord, we thank you for every mountain you brought us over, every valley you have seen us through. You are the great I am. If it had not been for you on our side, we never would have made it. 
So we just want to pause with the cause and say, thank you, Father God, forgive us for the sins that we've committed, for the things we've done and said and thought that were not pleasing in your sight. When we went left, when you told us to go right, when we went backwards, when you told us to go forward, Father God, forgive us for the times that we have failed to dot our I's and cross our T's. You said in your word that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father God, please cleanse us right now from those things, Father God, that are not like you. Now, Father God, we come to you, Father God, just asking your blessings upon this nation asking your blessings upon everybody that's on this call, their situation and their circumstance. Father God, there is a dis-ease that's running rampant over this world. Father God, we're calling upon your name today because we know that with your presence, with your power, and with your peace, we can weather this storm. Father God, you said in your word, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, then would you hear from heaven, give our sin and heal the land. Lord, we're praying that you will heal the land today. Lord, we need, we need you, Father God. If we ever needed you before, we need you right now. Father God, we need you right now. You are the balm in Gilead. You have enough medicine in the hem of your garment to heal the land. You said in your word that by your stripes we are healed. Father God, I pray that you come into the physical needs, the emotional needs, the mental needs, the financial needs of everybody on this call. Father God, there's so many ramifications, Father God, from what's taking place. People have lost jobs, Father God. People have experienced cutbacks and setbacks. People have lost loved ones. People are infected and affected, and we need you now. We know that you're not asleep on the job. We know that you are still on the throne. We know that you have taken the wheel. Father God, we're going to trust in you with all of our heart, not to our own understanding, but acknowledge you in all our ways, knowing that you can and direct our path. Father God, we started with you, and even in the midst of this crisis, we're going to stick and stay with you. And we pray, Father God, that you will heal the land. Father God, I pray, Father God, that you will empower us and strengthen us. Help us, Father God, not to tempt the Lord thy God. Help us to practice social distancing and do what you desire for us to do because we understand that faith without works is dead. But Father God, we pray that you move in a mighty and a powerful way. Lord, we thank you for doctors and nurses. We thank you for healthcare professionals. We thank you for people who are on the front line who are working, Father God, around the clock to find the solution, to find the answer, Lord. But we know that you are the prescription to the problem. You are the answer, Father God. You are the solution to the situation. And, Father God, we pray that you will help us and strengthen us and empower us, help us to endure and to weather this storm. We need you. We call upon your name right now. Lord, we pray that you move according to your power, your spirit, Father God, that you will do what you can do. Thank you for being a healer. Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha. Thank you for being El Shaddai. Thank you for being the God of more than enough. We need you right now, Lord. We pray that you will release your presence let your power fall, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Release your peace, Father God. Release. In the name of Jesus, yourself upon this world and heal us as only you can. Father God, I pray that you strengthen us, that you help us to hang on to hope 
and times of helplessness that you will do all that you desire to do. And we'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. Father God, it is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, miracle-working, magnificent name of Jesus Christ we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> 